Hello and welcome to Meldon Law and Friends, your weekly podcast brought to you by Meldon Law, a statewide law firm with its primary office in Gainesville and also with an office in South Florida covering the entire Tri-County area from Miami-Dade County through Broward all the way up to Palm Beach County. And for the last, gosh, how long has it been? 26 years. We've had an office in Marion County, Central Florida, covering really the entire state, Jeffrey. So here we are. It's Friday, uh, January 8th. 2021, and uh, already it's a great new year. Yes, uh, we survived 2020, <laughs> and as a matter of fact, we actually thrived in 2020, even with the limitations caused by COVID. And uh, I was talking with our uh, guest Becky Burley just uh, about that a few minutes ago. So why don't we uh, <laughs> let's 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 get right to it. In our tradition of great guests. We're not disappointing today. You know, we had the head ball coach on a few weeks ago, but as far as I'm concerned, this is the coach for all of Gator athletics. Becky Burley, the legendary iconic soccer coach, half her life has been coaching the Florida Gators. Her accomplishments are many. We could spend an entire hour. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you very much. That's quite an introduction. <laughs> well, you deserve it. Uh, you know, so many people, uh, you know, have turned to soccer. You know, uh, since I was a young person, it, it wasn't part of my repertoire growing up. Uh, but now you've done such amazing things with the program, a national championship. And like we said, half your life you've been here. So, so how did you get started doing this? Well, kind of a crazy story. And, and sometimes I hate sharing my coaching line because it's not very realistic anymore. Uh, I was playing college soccer at Methodist College in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And then I graduated in May and became a head coach in June at Barry College in Rome, Georgia, small NAI school, but a very successful school at that time in soccer. And um, then I was there for five years when the Florida job opened up. And I really knew that Florida was going to be very good early because, you know, all the things were in place. I mean, every every sport here has had its success. And and Jeremy um, was I was lucky enough that he decided he wanted to hire me and took a big risk as a hiring a 26 year old. Wow. So both Jeffrey and I know Jeremy very well. I used to you know, run the concerts back in the early 80s, and he was an assistant ticket manager and uh, sort of saw his growth. But uh, tell us what that was like at 26 years old, interviewing with Jeremy Foley for a Division One head coaching job. Well, I, I really don't think I knew what I was doing, to be honest with you. Um, I think that I knew that when I came to Florida, I had I had had several interviews before that with other schools, and they were all better jobs than Barry on paper. But when I came to Florida, um, it was like a day and a half interview, and half the day had gone by on day one, and we had a lunch break, and I called my best friend, and I'm like, if they offer me this job, I'm taking it. Like I knew, <laughs> I hadn't even been here maybe three hours, and I knew you could just tell like the the vibrance and the energy and. Jeremy's passion around what he was doing and how he really was intent on all sports being successful. I mean, what a great boss to have as your first major boss. So you've been kind of on the inside as far as seeing what Jeremy did to uh, the University of Florida athletic program. Tell us a little bit about that, how Jeremy stacks up against uh, all the other athletic directors uh, around the country. I think there's a lot of people who think that Jeremy is the best who's ever done it. And I think I think he has such a unique experience of having come up himself through the ranks, you know, and not just being an athletic right. director, mm -hmm. but having done everything. And I think that really instilled like a lot of pride in every aspect of the athletic association for him. 
Well, that's the thing that's amazing to me because I, you know, I went to college here, undergrad and law school. And I left in 1983 and then I was gone for a long time, came back to start working with Jeffrey in 2017. And then I see your soccer stadium. It's amazing. It looks like a football stadium. And I look at all these facilities. And like you said, I think Jeremy had this vision, you know, when football became so successful in the 90s, we're going to spread the wealth and build up all these facilities. That had to be pretty exciting for you. It was really exciting. And, and when you think of, you know, even Jeremy's backstory, you know, here he is in the SEC and he's a lacrosse guy, you know, like <laughs> that's just such a strange thing. But I think, again, that plays into why Florida had such, such success in all of their sports, because he was very concerned with every sport being good. And there was an expectation of that, but there was also um, a, there was, there were resources behind that. So I don't think anyone ever felt like he wasn't willing to put his money where his mouth was in terms of supporting every program. So how about recruiting? Obviously, that's a major part, just like with a football coach, basketball coach, anything else. You obviously have a lot more to sell now. I'm sure when you first started out, you know, and uh, 26 years ago, it wasn't quite the same. But maybe uh, for our viewers and listeners, walk through that a little bit, how that's evolved. It, it was really crazy at the beginning because the very first year, if you think about it, like when you recruit, a main draw is your current team. And we didn't have one, right? <laughs> okay. So that first year, I remember we, uh, this was amazing. Like all the sports really chipped in and helped. I mean, oh, wow. we had football players that were taking soccer players on their campus tours. We had track athletes, volleyball players that were letting them spend the night with them in terms of the hosting duties. So it was definitely um, a community-wide um, event to have recruiting when we didn't have a team yet. But I think that just like shows again, like what the athletic association stands for. It's like team Florida, everybody works for everybody. So within four years, you win a national championship. So tell us that story. How does that happen? <laughs> well, you know, we, we tried to be really aggressive right out of the gates in terms of our scheduling. And at that time, um, North Carolina was the perennial champion and they had won, I don't even know what it was at that point, in the 20s of national championships in a row. And so we would play them every fall, every spring, every chance we could get, mm -hmm. basically. And honestly, like, they kicked our ass. Like, they really, <laughs> I, the first time we played them, we lost 9 nothing, yeah. which is, you know, that's like you losing, like, 63 to nothing in a football game. Sure. Um, and so we just kind of kept chipping it away. And I think at some point we got tired of losing to them. And, um, you know, in that, in that fourth year, we lost to them in overtime at home, but it was the closest we'd ever come, and we were actually leading in that game. Um, and then in the national championship game, you know, we scored early, and then, uh, to the team's credit, you know, we really hung on for the win. It was a one nothing win. It was win, a one nothing huh? win. I think when we scored in the wow. first five minutes, there were some people who weren't even in their seats yet. And they're like, oh, North Carolina scored again. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute. It was the Gators. Wait a minute. It's the Gators. That's, well, well, that's exciting. So as, after the national championship win, all of a sudden, your ability to recruit must have changed some, right? Yeah, that's a really interesting story, too, though, because... I think when you're building something, you get a certain type of kid who wants to help you build. And then when you win, you get a different type of kid. And that's a kid who maybe wants to go somewhere because of the prestige of you winning. Mm. And I think that was something we, we went through some growing pains with that. You know, the year after we won the national championship, we lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Wow. Um, and so I think it's a learning process, like anything, like how, how you manage success just as much as how you manage failure. 
So you've had a number of Olympic uh, soccer stars on your exactly. team. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, some of your top players that played in the Olympics? Well, I think probably the most notable player at Florida is Abby Wambach. Um, and Certainly. Abby, not only did she have an amazing soccer career, but now she's an activist and has just you know lent her voice to so many amazing causes. And to just to see what she's doing on the world stage right now is pretty amazing. Heather Mitz played for us, who had a remarkable national team career. Um, Danielle Fotopoulos, currently on our team right now, Deanne Rose is a star for Canada. Um, and the Olympics are coming up this, this summer, hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. And she'll be participating in that. So it is really fun to, to watch your own players sure. participate in other environments. And I think we need to mention, we were talking about this before we started taping, a Melden Law student-athlete winner is is going to be playing for well, you. Well, she, she's not playing for me, but she's going to go to Georgetown. Her her mom is a good friend of mine I and see. her dad. Um, and her mom, actually, tying this to the story, was one of those hosts that hosted our players back in that year. She was on the track team. Um, and yeah. Lindsay Jenkins is the athlete. Okay. And congratulations to her. But really, really cool to see um, Lindsay, you know, kind of progress through her career in Gainesville and now head to Georgetown on an academic scholarship. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah. that's So she's amazing. obviously very, very smart. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> Georgetown. Well, one of the things we're going to talk to you about in the next segment, we want to talk a little bit more about uh, your coaching accomplishments, which are many. But I know you also have another thing that you're doing. We want to tease this for the next segment called What Drives Winning. It's an organization, a website, and a program you've created that so many coaches, including Florida coaches, but nationwide, worldwide, have been involved in. So We'll talk about that a little bit in the next segment. But tell us about the upcoming year, the upcoming season. Uh, what what are your thoughts about the team going forward in uh, 2021? Well, this is such a strange year. You know, like uh, COVID has played havoc with everyone's schedules. And so mm -hmm. we played um, a small season in the fall. Normally in the spring, we play uh, what we call friendlies, just games mm -hmm. that are scrimmages basically in the spring. But that's not the case this spring. Okay. We'll actually play a second half of our season. And we're still sort of waiting on a little bit of the details of that, but it'll start in February, mid-February, and go until April. And um, this is the first time this has ever happened. So kind of all in a new situation. <laughs> so um, how has, obviously COVID has affected you, just like it has right. the football team, the basketball team, everything. How, how has the soccer team adapted to that, both practice-wise and for games? Well, I'll tell you, there's, there's been some really interesting developments that have come out of that. I think the hardest part of COVID has been the inability to have like meaningful, intimate team meetings, you know, okay. because you can't you can't meet in a locker room or anything like that. So when you meet, you're either outside or you're really spread apart, which like you're kind of yelling to each other, which doesn't lend itself to great team discussion. Um, but I also think it's it's really provided a lot of adversity to this age group that's in college right now. And I think that's going to eventually pay off because sure. people talk all the time about, you know, this generation doesn't have enough adversity and they've been, you know, everybody does everything for them. Well, I think they've <laughs> they've dealt with it at this point pretty well. Like you they look and see have. how all the sports at Florida, including the football team, I mean, for them to miss two weeks and then seamlessly get right back into it. That's that's an impressive feat, way more than people think. You were telling me also to flip back to when you first got signed to be the head coach. It almost seemed like Jeremy was going through a little bit of a youth movement because not long after you were hired, Another well-known young coach got hired. 
uh, yeah, Billy, Billy Donovan. Donovan. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I overlapped with Lon Kruger briefly. Um, it was the final four year, and then he left after okay. that. And then Billy came in, and um, you know, I think Billy is slightly older than me, not not much. He was um, like 30, 31 <laughs> or something when he took the job. But it, it was pretty cool to to have both of us sort of have uh, parallel times because certainly yeah. respect him a lot. Well, so now though, you've got a new the new boss, uh, athletic director Strickland. So let's talk about him and compare and contrast uh, Jeremy Foley to your current athletic director. You know, the thing I love about Scott when he first came, you know, his first probably, I don't know, several months, he just went to every coach and listened and really um, asked us really deep questions and gave us a chance to sort of tell our story a little bit. And that was really nice because he didn't come in like acting like he knew everything already. Um, and I think he knew he had a really talented roster of coaches here. And for him to, you know, have the humility to come in and ask questions, I thought really got him off on the right foot with everyone. And clearly, you know, what he's done recently in terms of hiring as well as facilities has been amazing. How, how is uh, Scott Strickland different than Jeremy Foley? I think with Jeremy, um, you know, he he commands a room, Jeremy does. You know, like when he <laughs> walks in a room, I used to joke sometimes, like when we would have uh, head coaches meetings with Jeremy, I felt like he was talking in all caps. <laughs> um, I think uh, Scott's a, a little bit more of a, you know, he's a Southern gentleman and you get that vibe from him. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt who's in charge either. So um, in some ways, they're very similar. Who's funnier? Oh, who's funnier? That's a good question. <laughs> you put me on the spot there. Um, I, I don't know. I think I'd have to give that edge to Jeremy. He can kind of crack a joke and he, he'll, he'll cut I, you I, to the core sometimes. I, see, I <laughs> seem to remember that. We used to argue over concert tickets and whatnot. So you are watching Melden Law and Friends, a weekly podcast brought to you by Melden Law. Uh, my boss, our host, Jeffrey Melden. This is what? Now our 11th episode. It's pretty yeah, cool. Very cool, Chris. <laughs> you know, I'm so. excited. We will be right back with our outstanding guest, Becky Burley, the head coach of the UF women's soccer team, head coach for the last 26 years. We're going to be talking about another huge project in which she is involved called What Drives Winning. Remember, we are Melden Law. You can look at us at the World Wide Web at www.meldenlaw.com. Give us a call anytime, toll free at 1-800-373-8000. We'll be right back. The Melvin Law Firm from the beginning has been built on giving back to the community. I enjoy coming to work as much today as I did in 1971 when I opened my practice. I don't look at this as a job, I look at it as serving other people. While we're alive, what better feeling can you achieve than knowing that you've helped other people and thereby you enrich your own life? Being a client at Melvin Law was special because I felt like I was really being listened to and I felt welcomed by the entire staff. If I were in a situation where I needed legal advice and help, I would absolutely reach out to Jeffrey because his reputation alone speaks for itself. But on a personal level, I know that he would take care of me and help me solve those problems and I would feel safe with him. Hello and welcome back to Melden Law and Friends, a weekly podcast brought to you by Melden Law, a statewide law firm with its primary office in Gainesville, an office in South Florida covering the entire Tri-County area, and an office in Ocala in Marion County. Today is Friday, the 8th of January, 2021. We are here with Coach Becky Burley of the UF Women's Soccer Team, Jeffrey Melden, president of our firm. My name is Chris Qualman. And just to show 
how spontaneous and organic this show is. We were talking off the air about an incredible promotion we're going to do that is podcast only. So this Saturday, tomorrow, is Meldon Law Saturday at the O'Connell Center Chris, for the basketball game. Chris, I'm so excited. I am going to be able to take a basketball out to the referees at the beginning of the game. Oh, we are going to take a picture of this. <laughs> we'll have to do that with a soccer ball. You're yeah, 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 Okay, yeah. But, but anyway, so what we're going to do, podcast only. If you're watching this podcast or listening on one of our many platforms, podcast only promotion. We are going to give away free shirts because there will be shirts at the game, you know, uh, a limited number of shirts for people who go, but... No, there's going to be an unlimited number of shirts, okay. but a limited number of people that are allowed to right. attend. Right, got it, We're got going it. to only have a couple thousand people at the game. So here's what we're going to do. If you want a free shirt, a free shirt, Meldon Law Gators, Florida Gator basketball shirt, what you have to do is go on the Meldon Law Facebook page, go to, you have to leave a comment where you watch this podcast. You'll find the link on our Facebook page watch our podcast, and you need to leave a comment with your name saying, I want a shirt. That's the, okay. that's the ticket. All you need to do is leave your name, a comment where you watch the podcast and say, I want a shirt. We will reach out to you through Facebook Messenger. We'll find you and you will get a free shirt, right? Yes. And these are the official shirts <laughs> with the University of Florida on one side, and Meldon Law. It, it is a Gator shirt. It's not it's a Meldon Law shirt. On the back, you'll see Meldon Law, but there will be a Gator logo, Gator basketball, and it's the Kentucky game. Yeah, what it, bigger game could we be doing this at? That's pretty amazing. So even though Kentucky has uh, been down in the dumps this year, it's still Kentucky. It's still and, Kentucky. And it's the SEC season, so right. we expect Kentucky to get better and better and better. All right. Speaking of better and better, let's go back to our wonderful coach. She doesn't need to get better and better. She, she's already there. Okay. Becky Burley, legendary, iconic soccer coach. We talked during the first segment, national champion, multiple times SEC coach of the year. But let's talk about something else you've got going on. What drives winning? So tell us what that's all about. Well, what it was is uh, it kind of started out as like a, a passion project where um, we had a bunch of coaches at UF who we've gotten together and said, you know, we really need to come together and share ideas. And every coach at Florida, we approached and said, would you want to do this? They said, yes, we started to get together and did it. And we were like, wow, like, what if we did this on like a national level? What if we said to coaches around the country in all different sports, would you like to get together and discuss some of these mm -hmm. ideas? And so we started having a conference. Um, the first one was in St. Louis. We've moved. We've had one in Boston. The last one was in Dallas. We've been kind of all over the place, Chicago. And it's just been really cool because it feels like in coaching, sometimes it can be a pretty lonely profession because you're so focused on your team. Um, to realize that all coaches of all sports pretty much face the same problems. You know, we're all coaching people. And those problems are similar. And being able to talk those out with people with a like-minded view, it's just been amazing. It's been quite an education for me. So you started with a group of coaches at the University of That's Florida. Right. And then what was the next step? How did the next step was basically uh, we had our first conference. We said, let's, let's see if we could get some coaches from around the country in different sports who would be willing to come together and just talk about these different topics together on a stage. And we did that in St. Louis. And some of the Florida coaches were part of that first conference. I believe uh, Roland Thornquist, 
Mike Holloway. Um, we had a few different, Tim Walton was part of that. And it was just so well received. Um, we had the actual conference and then we released that conference digitally also. And, you know, it's just been sort of these, one of these things that organically took off. What's the format at the seminar? Basically what we do is um, we usually have coaches either being interviewed, giving a keynote, um, sometimes a panel, and we're discussing topics that are pretty much everything except the X's nose. Now, do, you, do the participants get to sit around and participate in their own way at some point during the conference? Yeah, we generally have some, some time for them to break out and sort of um, reflect on some of the things that the coaches have said. At the end of the day, we have a, a social where they can engage with the coaches who are part of it. Um, it's just been a really cool thing to see coaches around the country um, sort of rallying around the things that are like the human-related issues sure. in sport. And there's so many. There's so and many. And especially this year with what's gone on with COVID, I imagine there's all sorts of new topics and Absolutely. things that you go through. Now, are you doing it this year um, digitally? Yeah, we had one in the summer, digitally in Dallas. And then going forward, you know, most of what we've been doing recently has been digitally because it's much easier to reach more people. So that's a positive of COVID. Um, but I think that the community is also part of what has drawn people to what drives winning. And I think what we've realized in, in 2020 is that you can have a digital community just like you could have a community in person. You've had some national champion powerhouse coaches. I mean, you've, you've had some huge names there, right? We have. Um, I mean, Brad Stevens was one of my favorites from okay. the Celtics. Um, we've interviewed Bill Belichick. Um, you know, we've had Urban Meyer on our podcast. We've had uh, a whole bunch of different people take part in this. Bob Stoops. And some of it is Florida ties and some of it is just really expanded beyond that, those Florida ties as well. Now, after they go to the seminar, are there follow-up uh, groups and meetings and things like that? Yeah, we have what's called a coaching lab. And the coaching lab, um, it used to be a once a month. And then during COVID, we realized the need for community was huge. And so we ended up going once a week. And so starting in January, we'll restart that um, where it'll be once a week. And it's just a nice opportunity to take current event issues like COVID um, and then discuss how to best handle those within your team setting. And how, uh, what role do you take now in the group? Um, I, I was the co-founder of the conference. And I, you know, obviously with the job I have at Florida, that's a, that's a full-time job. I can so imagine. I sort of contribute when I'm out of season as much as I can. Um, and then when I'm in season, it's, it's difficult to be as big a part of it. So we sort of have a seasonal ebb and flow to the information that we put out because of that. So, so tell us about your co-founder, Brett Ledbetter. Yeah, Brett's a, an amazing question asker. I think that's his his superpower. Like he he really digs to the the depth of issues by asking questions. And I think the way that um, he has positioned what drives winning in himself and all of us is that you know coaching isn't necessarily about having the answers. It's about asking the right questions. And he is so skilled at that. Kind of like running a law firm. <laughs> yeah. What are the similarities you think in, in running a, a law firm and uh, or any business? A team? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because um, you know you always hear in law school about the Socratic method, you know, and how the the, the the students are so nervous in class about mm -hmm. the questions that are going to be asked. But I think that's that's a very similar situation to coaching because if we ask a question to a group of athletes, you know, our team, mm -hmm. and we ask that person's name at the end of the question, then everybody has to think of the answer before the question gets asked or answered. And I think that's really, um, I, I think there are so many 
crossovers, if I'm being honest. I mean, I think that that's like, a, there's a reason the Socratic method is used in law school because it's a really embedded deep way to learn. And I think that's what we're trying to do too, is just get our athletes to learn. And, and what I wanted to know is, uh, when, what are like the top three secrets or, or strategies that you would uh, think about when it comes to, uh, you know, coaching effectively? Ooh, boy, you're really putting me on the spot. I'll tell you, I can tell you one of my favorites. Um, and I, I think I think this came from Urban Meyer, but I cannot be 100% sure of that. I really need to figure out who I can credit this to. But it's um, get curious, not furious. That's a really good one because I think get a lot of times. Get curious, not furious. <laughs> and I'm going to write that down and put that on your desk. <laughs> How many times, you know, as an athlete or maybe one someone that you work with, done or said something where your initial response is to get kind of fired up about it, you know, mm -hmm. and instead, if you start getting curious, meaning asking some questions about where that behavior is coming from, you might get to the root of the problem a lot quicker. Uh, so that's one of my favorites. Another, another quote I have hanging up in my um, office is comparison is the thief of joy. And I think for me, like um, wow. getting athletes to run their own race mm -hmm. is really challenging because if, you know, if I'm a starter, then I want to be an All-American. If I'm not a starter, I want to be a starter. If I make the travel squad, I want to play. If I don't make the travel squad, I want to travel. So there's always something next, right. you know. But to compare yourself to other people instead of comparing yourself to yourself each day, that's just a slippery slope. Um, it's like when people say, who's, you know, who's the best player of all times? Is it LeBron or Michael Jordan? You know, it's like, is, are you looking for your best <laughs> or the best? I think your best is a lot healthier. And how do you instill that in, in your players? Wow, it's a, it's a process because I think that our athletes are very socialized um, to be the best. You know, and I think sometimes sports has a dark side of like, how many people can I suppress to get my mm -hmm. level of where I need to go? And trying to sort of recondition that a little bit to be like, how can we bring out the best in each other? You know, think about it. If I was going to time you guys in the 40, would you run faster by yourself? It would yourself? take about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> would, it, would you run faster by yourself or if you were running against someone else? Right. Well, so uh, when it comes to um, valuing or um, evaluating coaches, um, there's some coaches that may win a lot, but um, by the standards you're talking about, may not be super great coaches. And then there's other coaches that, you know, may not win as much, but are really great, inspiring people. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that's so remarkable about the coaching roster that's at Florida right now is like sustaining success is not easy. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard mountain to climb, but then it's a really difficult mountain to stay. And I think when you see coaches who sustain success, probably means there's not a lot of collateral damage to their success. <clears throat> and I think when you see sort of the flash in the pan coaches, a lot of times it's their success, but there's a lot of collateral damage. So, Coach, I'd like for the benefit of our viewers, um, what is the website that people can go to to learn about what drives winning? It's really easy. Whatdriveswinning.com. <laughs> Whatdriveswinning.com. It has information about the 
training, the seminars. And would it be safe to say this is for any coaches? It's not just NCAA big names. It could be high school coaches and anybody. Wait, wait, I coach youth soccer. It's all for you. For me too? (laughs) I was a Pop Warner coach. I think what's cool about What Drives Winning is we give away a lot of information. You know, we we try to, it's it's a passion project, really it has been. So there's a lot of free information. Somebody can go to the website, they'll, they'll get some great tips just about coaching, life, that's management right. in general. Yep, management and leadership. So I want to ask you one more thing, and I've asked this of a lot of people who've been on our show. What would you say to a young person, maybe a young girl, you know, who's maybe watching this podcast, or maybe she's watched a few Gator games, maybe her and her parents for that matter. What would you say to that young person who's thinking about, uh, my gosh, I love playing soccer. I'd love to take this to the next level. What would you say? I think the biggest thing in soccer, well, in anything you do really, is to find the joy in your sport and to continue to find the joy. And when you get to the point where maybe joy moves to obsession, that's mm. where I think it gets to be a little bit of a, a slippery slope. And I just watched uh, the movie Soul, the Pixar movie that just came out. I don't know if you all have seen that yet, mm. but it's a great um, sort of parable on finding what your purpose is, but realizing that your purpose isn't necessarily the thing that you do that you love. Your purpose is how does that affect everyone else in your life? Mm -hmm. And I think that there's so many things that can come from the joy. Like if you play your sport or whatever you're passionate about, if you do that with joy, how that affects other people is amazing. Okay. Want to remind everybody you are watching Meldon Law and Friends, a weekly podcast brought to you by Meldon Law a statewide law firm. Our primary practice areas are personal injury cases, big truck crashes, motor vehicle crashes, pedestrian, bicycle, trip and fall, slip and fall. And we also do criminal defense, including DUI. Give us a call anytime, toll free at 1-800-373-8000. And even if it's something outside those practice areas, Jeffrey's been doing this a long time and we'll do our best to steer you in the right direction. Take a look at our website, www.meldenlaw.com. And don't forget our big promotion. Leave a comment on the Meldon Law Facebook page where you see this podcast. Today, we are broadcasting first on Friday, the 8th of January. But whenever you watch it, leave a comment, say, I want a shirt, and you will get a free Gator basketball shirt for tomorrow's big game against Kentucky. Pretty cool, huh, Jeffrey? Yeah, and uh, (laughs) I want to see the Gators uh, continue their success and And uh, beat Kentucky. Let's not forget, we are, of course, the official community sponsor of the Florida Gators, something you worked very hard at, and we're going to be at the soccer games as well. I love that. So you are watching Melvin Law and Friends. Stick around for the next segment. Thank you so much, Coach Burley, and best for continued success, and I know you'll have it. It was my pleasure. Thank you again, Becky. Appreciate it. Thanks. We'll be right back. I was driving behind a lady, and very suddenly she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road, and when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had two herniated discs. I just haven't been the same since. Jeffrey Melton fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It was never no whenever I called him and asked him for something. I've done mornings here on Sky Radio for 17 years. Jeffrey Meldon started doing his weekend show here 16 years ago. One of the things that separates Jeffrey is I don't see him out there hollering for people's business. I see him out there investing in the community. He's touched a lot of lives, and a lot of it he'll never know what a difference he made in somebody's life. 
about information that he has shared on the air. I thought I was in a truck accident. Because of the accident, I've resulted in three back surgeries. We saw advertisements on TV, and guess who popped up more often than that? It was Jeffrey. The communication that he provided was so appreciative that he shows his compassion as a human. He assisted us in achieving one of our dreams, the acquisition of a home, and we're here today with smiles on our face with the assistance from Jeffrey. Hello and welcome back to Meldon Law and Friends, the weekly podcast from Meldon Law, statewide law firm with primary office in Gainesville, also with offices in South Florida, covering the entire Tri-County area, Miami-Dade through Broward through Palm Beach County and Central Florida through Marion County. But we're going to get right to what we talked about briefly in the last segment. If you were watching, Jeffrey announced we have a podcast-only promotion for tomorrow on Saturday, January 9th is Meldon Law Day at Gator Basketball at the O'Connell Center. And if you're at the game, you will get this free shirt. It's a Gator shirt. And on the back, it says Meldon Law, the only official law firm partner of the Gators. But if you're not going to be at the game, you can still get the shirt from us by going to the Meldon Law Facebook page. Go to the podcast. Watch our podcast on the Meldon Law Facebook page and leave a comment. Say, I want a shirt and leave your name. We will contact you. You will get this great That's free right. shirt. What okay. do you think of that shirt, Jeffrey? I love it. <laughs> I love it. And uh, it's really exciting. And we want to uh, encourage everybody to subscribe to this podcast as well. It, it's truly, it's been really a, a labor of love. We've had so much fun with this the last 11 weeks. We just had a great guest on, Coach Becky Burley, the legendary soccer coach. But we've got somebody who's pretty doggone legendary in his own right, <laughs> Elio Piedra. Welcome to the show. I really appreciate you. Thank you very much for having me. I feel humble and an honor to be here with this great, great podcast. <laughs> well, you're you're pretty great yourself. I mean, I I've known you. I mean, you performed at this man's wedding a year and a half ago, and uh, but you are an entertainer. You do corporate events. You're a talk show host. You've got podcasts of your own. But why don't you tell the for the viewers and listeners who may not know your story, how did you come to America? That's quite a story in and of itself. Yes, actually it is. Uh, well, again, thanks for having me. Uh, I would like to share with you guys really quick how I came. Nine years ago, just a, a Cuban guy from, from a humble family. Uh, I've been studying music uh, my entire life since yeah, I was nine. Yeah, talk about that, about yeah. how you're studying music from the age of you know, nine. nine years old. Tell us that background. Yeah, I am a classical trained musician. I play my specialties are percussion, drum set, and piano. Mm -hmm. So basically, I graduated from the National Conservatory of Music in Cuba, and then I came after I went uh, to the Cuban Army uh, a year. After that, I came because my, my fiance, and now my, my wife, brought me to the United States. This day, I got to tell you, man, the most wonderful country in the world. Coming from Cuba, <laughs> come on. You got to say that. But you got your training in Cuba. I think that's an amazing story itself. Yeah, yeah. The, our training was so um, so powerful. We used to wake up every single day at 6 in the morning, being 9 years old only. And, and, and watch this now. Not going to school and going back to home. No, staying at school the entire week until Friday going back home after 6 p.m. for only Saturday and Sunday, and Sunday evening time, 
going back to school, <laughs> back and forth. So I spent only a day and a half during nine years with my family. So, <laughs> that, you know, what's amazing is it's come full circle now because I know your family is here in Gainesville with you. Yes, actually, that, that's what, that was one of my biggest dreams and goals, you know, to bring my family here. I just, you know, want them to enjoy the freedom that we enjoy in this uh, in the United States and, you know, and how the, you can achieve your dreams and all of that. So, so, so you're, you're in Cuba. Now, had you met your wife, your now wife at that in Cuba? Yeah, actually, we studied together at the School of Music. Okay, so she's a musician as well. Yeah, she used to be a clarinet <laughs> player. Okay. And then we met with nine years old and 11 years old, we used to be dating. Okay. <laughs> we so dating. this really is a childhood <laughs> sweetheart yeah. story. Exactly, okay. yes. <laughs> and so how did, how does your wife get to, uh, uh, the United States first. Oh, because uh, her father brought her, like, you know, reclamation, reunification, uh, family reunification. That's how immigration called call that. And then uh, after that, uh, well, she left Cuba and then she went back to Cuba six years later. And then we just, uh, we got back together mm -hmm. and we, that love, you know, kind of like wow. fried up again. <laughs> oh, she story. had been here for six years with her dad in South Florida? Exactly, before she went back to Cuba. Okay. Yeah, so okay. she, she's been here already almost 17 years. Okay, and then when when she went back to Cuba, you met again and you reunited and then, but she comes back to the United States. She must have had her green card or what? She was a citizen already. So okay. when you are a citizen, you actually have the right to uh, be like a petitioner. You know, you can ask okay. for someone, your daughter, your husband, mm -hmm. your fiance to come to the United States. So let's talk about your show that you do now. Let's, let's bring this to the present. A lot of people know who you are. You're very well known in the Gainesville area and elsewhere, but talk about your show, the things you do when you perform and some of your other activities. Well, I mean, music is my passion. Oh, uh, bringing the fiesta to you as uh, the great Freddie <laughs> Weeby created, uh, bringing the fiesta to people is my passion. It really is because I think we have enough negativity out there, so I wanna be the good message and I wanna be the message itself. I wanna be the fun, I wanna help uh, people create experiences and, and great memories. So I, I perform, uh, you know, playing with the music, uh, playing my percussion instrument. I play all music styles. You name a country, Latin, of course. <laughs> I am Cuban, so come on. And, and you know, and, oh, and, oh, and everything. I also play piano. Sometimes at weddings, I, I play piano during the ceremony, and then I do the, well, you know, we had a blast at, at, at Jeffrey's wedding. It, it was quite an event, <laughs> trust me. <laughs> so I, I, am, I am passionate. I am passionate about what I do. And when you first came over to the United States, what was the experience like for you? Let me tell you, that is a very impactful story right there, short story. My mother-in-law and father-in-law they are fantastic. They brought, they, they are driving from the airport with me in the car and, mm -hmm. and my, 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 my girlfriend. And they said, let's stop by to get some meal, to get a meal, a dinner. We went to a restaurant and pizza in Cuba, it is like this size, right? Mm -hmm. We went to a restaurant, very fancy restaurant. The pizza was this big. And That's then, a big pizza. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, uh, I, I don't know, I don't <clears> know if it was Domino's pizza or which pizza it was, but anyway, <laughs> it was a great pizza. But you know what I did? I started crying. And then they were like, wow, what are you crying? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Are you, are you okay? You're supposed to be happy. I mean, your girlfriend, everything. 
But and I was like, but I don't know what my family, but in Cuba mm. is eating right now. So that what it touched me really deep because I remember we were very humble in Cuba, very very humble. So immediately you start appreciating every single thing and thinking about the the, the loved ones that you left back in that country, that poor country, and. I mean, end of the story, I couldn't get the piece. <laughs> I couldn't do it. But, but you know, they understood. And, and after, it took me a while, you know, to, to adapt and to, you know, learn the system, learn the country, the laws, everything. You now, know? did you start out in music right away when you were in South Florida? Uh, it, that's, uh, that's a great question. Actually, I used to play with a very famous uh, a Cuban singer, and she happened to be here just nine years after I got here. And okay. uh, somehow on Facebook, she's, she saw my picture and said, wait a minute, I used to be her drummer, and we used to tour. I said, Elio is here, you need, and, and she, she spoke to her producer, you need to call Elio, I want Elio <laughs> to be my drummer at my concert in Miami. And then she had a, this huge concert. I mean, I was like, I was like super surprised, because I was like, wow, only nine days and somebody's calling me? And that, and that was that singer that I used to work in Cuba, and we had a wonderful concert, but that was said. I gotta tell you, I, I left Miami immediately. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how did you make the journey from Miami yeah. to Gainesville? What yeah. a change. Yeah, my, my wife used to, um, well, at that time my wife, my wife was studying at UF, criminology okay. and mental health counselor. Ah. So mental health, so basically I came with her and I started my journey and I, I, it wasn't playing music at first, I gotta tell you. I, I, I started working at a restaurant uh, called by the name Sabore. Uh, I think it's closed now. But um, the restaurant- It was out in town of Tioga. Yeah, in town of Tioga. I used to, uh, I started set this washer over there. And there's, there, is a funny about, there is a funny story about that. Let's hear it, go ahead. <laughs> I, went, I went to, the first day that I got here, I, I met a Cuban guy. I didn't, he wasn't my friend or anything. Uh. I said, hey, can you pick me up and let's go restaurant by restaurant? Just asking if you have, if they have any job for me. It's like, you crazy? You just got here. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I just want to work. I need to buy my instrument. I didn't have anything. And then we went and uh, I, I met Peter uh, from Miapa. Let's uh, thank you, Peter, for everything. And he said, he met me at the Aurora and he said, you know what? I have, I have a, a job at Sabore. He used to own Sabore, and then mm -hmm. by then, and then he said, "But he said I said this washer, and I, I, I wasn't speaking any English at all. This washer to me sounds very, very important. I was like, wow, I need this washer. <laughs> <laughs> when I got home, you know, I said, my wife, hey, guess what? I'm gonna be at this washer of Sabore restaurant. This <laughs> is like, wow, that's great. You know, she was very, uh, very happy about it. Look because, at you now, you know. Yeah. And so, um, how long did you stay out there? Uh, and how did that help you evolve as far as your music career? Of course, because I spent like a year working there, working hard to save some money, buy my instruments, and you know, just resources that I was needing, and it was it was great. And, and they're a really nice family, Peter and his family. And uh, they, wonderful. So we're gonna have to wrap up this segment in just a moment, but we're gonna have you back for the next segment, so don't go away. How can people find out about you, how, if they wanna book you, your show, your band, for a wedding, a corporate event, anything, private party, how can they find out about you? Easy, eliopiedra.com. Eliopiedra.com. How do you spell, uh, E-L-I-O, P-I-E-D-R-A. And we'll have it on the screen, we'll have it right there, so there'll be no mistaking. 
Anyhow, uh, fascinating story about not just your music career, but how you came to America and how you've embraced and love America and all the freedom it has to offer. It's, it's very inspirational. And we're going to talk next segment about what you do as a podcaster and a motivational speaker. I understand you've got a show called Morning Coffee with Elio. So we're going to talk about that next segment. You are watching Meldon Law and Friends, a weekly podcast brought to you by Meldon Law, a statewide law firm with offices in Gainesville, South Florida, and Central Florida in Ocala. Take a look at us at the World Wide Web, www.meldonlaw.com. Give us a call toll-free anytime, 24-7, 1-800-373-8000. Our primary practice areas are injury cases, big truck crashes, motor vehicle crashes, trip and fall, slip and fall, animal bite. We also do criminal defense, DUI in particular. But whatever your case may be, this man will give you an answer or steer you in the right direction. Yes, we will. And uh, thank you very much for uh, listening and watching. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's been growing each week. We're in our 11th week. We're now at, our producer tells us, 30, 40, 50,000 impressions each week. So, and a, particularly, if you want one of these shirts, spread the word. You got to watch our podcast to get the answer on how to get one. We'll be right back. Thanks for watching. And I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help and they will help you. I was riding as a passenger in my friend's vehicle. You know, a fellow ran a stop sign and we T-boned him. Had neck and shoulder and knee injuries and didn't know what to do, and I remember seeing one of Jeffrey's ads. So I gave him a call. He explained everything to me. I'd go see him, and everything was done. Everything was taken care of. Don't waste your time with anybody else. Go see Jeffrey. Welcome back to Meldon Law and Friends, your weekly podcast from Meldon Law, a statewide law firm with its primary office in Gainesville and also with offices in South Florida and Central Florida in Ocala. We are in our sixth decade of operation, having started in the early 70s. We handle injury cases, personal injury, big truck crashes, motor vehicle injury, uh, slip and fall, trip and fall, and we also do criminal defense, including DUI. Whatever your case may be, though, give us a call anytime, 1-800-373-8000. Jeffrey Meldon, we talked last segment and the segment before that tomorrow, January 9th, is Meldon Law Day at the Gator basketball game at the O'Connell Center against Kentucky. And we're giving away these free shirts to people who are at the game, but you can get it one other way, by being a fan of our podcast. Yes, why don't you tell our <laughs> okay. listeners uh, how, to, how to do it? Okay, so again, this is podcast only. We're not gonna be talking about it on our radio show. We're not gonna be putting it out on uh, our website. If you want to get a free shirt and you can't go to the game, all you have to do is to go on Meldon Law Facebook page and go to this podcast, watch the podcast, or just leave a comment on the podcast comment section. Leave your name and say, I want a shirt. We will reach back out to you probably through Facebook Messenger and we will send you a free shirt. Not only is it a great shirt for the Gators, but it has our information on it. The only official law firm sponsor of the Florida Gators, Meldon Law. So we're very proud of these shirts. Thank you to our producer and his staff for the wonderful design. 
We will be giving those out at the game, but also through our podcast. But let's go back to our great guest, Elio Piedra. And we were talking about your performances, your shows, but you don't just do these in Gainesville. It's statewide. Wherever El Melden Law is, you'll perform, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to bring the fiesta to you regardless. <laughs> so if somebody's in uh, South Florida, I know <clears throat> I, I watch what your lineup is. You're booked, or before COVID, you were booked every single day, but you've kind of adapted. You've actually been doing some weddings and events even during COVID, right? Yes, I've been doing weddings uh, all over the state, uh, festivals as well, and I've been doing Zoom events, online events, especially for for. I meant to ask you that, so you're doing Zoom things too. Yeah, I have done it for college, you know, for universities, <clears throat> yeah, components. Okay. And, and what else did you do in the beginning of COVID to, to kind of transform, because I remember in the beginning, nobody was going anywhere uh, as <laughs> yeah. far as, you know, all the places you used to go were either shut down or they weren't. I mean, having... for the live music industry, I don't have to tell you, it's been devastating, but you've still persevered. Yeah, I mean, the entertainment business has been just, it's been absolutely uh, stressful and devastating. I agree with you. I used to, to call friends from Vegas that they are big names in the music industry and they were like so sad, so down. But honestly, Jeffrey, I, I always try to stay proactive. You know, it is like we have the situation, what can we do to just over just overcome this obstacle? Instead of just complaining and say, oh, well, we already know that it's a bad situation. <laughs> That's what we know. Tell me something new. How can we keep moving forward? And, and I basically uh, kept doing Zoom events or again, for universities, I started my, my podcast. Well, my podcast was before that, by my morning coffee. But, but and then that gave me more time to, to kind of like focus and how I wanted to expand it. And, and I think it was a great opportunity in that way. Yeah, because you actually started uh, your morning coffee with Elio before COVID. And you were working on creating a studio and all of that. And now you're actually doing podcasts with other people, right? Yeah. What, what happened is that um, I, I am glad you asked that because people are like, what are you doing all that? I always, I always, in a sense, been doing it in a small scale. I didn't have the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think I had the skills and I, I've been developing it. But I didn't have the time. But again, I think COVID was my opportunity to take a, advantage of that. You know, and and use it and 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 help other people as well. For example, like podcasting this way is a great opportunity to connect with your audience, us to talk and all of that. So and then I get I I'm passionate about it. So that's why I, I went deeper into podcasting. But still, remember you go to allyourpiedra.com and you can book it for your wedding because <laughs> I'm still doing weddings all over. So the podcast, let's we're, we've been talking about that. It is called Morning Coffee with Elio. How can people watch your podcast and how often is it on? It is every week, uh, on Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 in the morning. We go live on Facebook, YouTube, and Periscope TV. Uh, I mean, I heard that Periscope is going down in a year or something. But anyways, Periscope? Yeah. Yes, okay. but so far we're on Periscope TV and, and YouTube and Facebook. But actually, this is a pre, like, exclusive. <laughs> we're planning to have 
uh, Wednesdays uh, for our Latin community, especially for our Latin community, um, with, with with the Miss Meldon, Patricia Meldon is going to be. The, so this is exclusive for you. Boy, your boy, is this I, a uh, scoop? Yeah. We weren't supposed to talk about it, but here it is, out of the bag. No, it, for those of you that don't know, my wife Patricia was born in Cuba and uh, then moved to Venezuela and then uh, later on to the United States. And uh, we, we're family friends as well. And so uh, Elio and Patricia hit it off right away. And now uh, they're, they're going to be working together. And uh, So give us a little hint about what you and Patricia. I know she's an amazing person, <laughs> yeah. very effervescent and very bubbly. She's a wonderful, wonderful person. But... Uh, are you going to talk about her cooking? Her cooking's pretty amazing. <laughs> well, honestly, our purpose is, I mean, Melbourne Law, you guys are always giving so much to the community. We want to give back to you guys as well. We want to support Melbourne Law as much as we can. So every Wednesday, they're going to be watching Patricia Melbourne Morning Coffee. It's going to be the Melbourne Law segment. And we're actually working on a song for Melbourne Law. So you better stay tuned and watch this podcast, this one. <laughs> well, every, every single day because... I am going to send it to Jeffrey, and then we're going to surprise you guys here with a new song. Well, she's got an amazing <laughs> yeah. story herself. She's an extraordinarily uh, very qualified, successful real estate professional. She came here like you. I think both of you have success stories of, about how you came here, worked yourself into the business and the culture, and have done extraordinarily well. Yeah, I think it's uh, wonderful. And for those of you that don't know, we have a very large uh, you know, Latin community in North Central Florida. And it's amazing because when Patricia, you know, moved up here, she, she thought like, you know, am I going to meet anybody that speaks Spanish up here? And then <laughs> ne next thing you know, you know, all these people started coming out, you know, and meeting us and greeting us and our neighbors and everybody. So it's pretty amazing the size of, you know, the Spanish speaking community in North Central Florida. Exactly. Yeah, it, it is wonderful. And I think there is something special about, you know, immigrants in general, you know, that when they come to this country, you actually, at this, it is just my personal experience. I really appreciate every single thing, every single opportunity that this country gives you. So the least you can do is just do the things by the book and work hard and make it happen. No excuse for working hard. No doubt about that. You know, I got to tell you something. When COVID hit, Somebody, I was like, you know, looking for things and ideas and, you know, doing many things at the same time. And, and I told a friend of mine, we started, we started talking about COVID. And I said, you don't know what a, how a crisis looks like. I was born in the heart of a crisis. 1991 in Cuba. Remember, the Soviets used to be in Cuba. 1991, I was born. And that year, Russia left Cuba. And if you think Cuba were poor before... When I was born, nothing. We didn't have nothing, Jeffrey, I'm telling you. So I was born in the middle of the worst crisis ever. Like economically, like, like, like food-wise, every single industry devastated, nothing. So, I mean, you are here. Yes, you have this situation. You can gather all of that. Uh, the economy went down. But, you know, come on. You have all the resources, the tools to come back, you know, and, and, and come, back, come back stronger, but because that's the difference between the United States, huge difference, and, and then a small country, poor country like Cuba. You have here the, the tools, the resources, the, everything that you need. So all you got to do is just put the work. Well, I, I'll tell you, 2020 for both uh, you and um, our law firm, 
has been a really amazing year because it started out, we thought it was going to be a regular year, you know, and everything <laughs> was going to be good. And then all of a sudden, well, that changed. All of a sudden, we go, oh, I don't know what just happened. And we actually turned it around and made it into a year in which, yes, there were a lot of, you know, there was a lot of suffering, a lot of problems, but we, we've tried to work through that, accommodate our friends and family, and still have joy in our lives. Yeah. So tell me what you've got coming up. I know, again, with COVID, bookings are still few and far between. But knowing you like I do, I think you, you've got a few <laughs> big things on the horizon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, I've been developing uh, like a studio. As Jeffrey said, I w I've been producing. But most importantly, I've been also every weekend I have weddings and festivals. Every so you're, you're doing weddings every weekend? Yes, every weekend I'm doing like uh, weddings either Saturday or Sunday and a festival either Saturday or Sunday. The same thing. So, yeah. Where it's, it is still a pretty busy year. So, so what do you see happening in 2021? I see happening, I see great things happening. Great, great <laughs> things. I always say expect great things and go and get it, you know? You know what's going to be really um, amazing? You know, since we've all been deprived in many ways of our large gatherings, when we get through this and we're together again, I think people are going to really appreciate more having large groups together in which we can all celebrate. Oh yeah. Want to remind our viewers and listeners who are listening on an audio platform that you can learn all about our wonderful guest, Elio, at his website, eliopiedra.com. You can get information on how to book him for a wedding, for a corporate event. Trust me, I saw it in person at Jeffrey's wed wedding a year and a half ago. It was amazing, an incredible show. Hey, we're gonna ask a favor of you. We have, we have announced for several weeks now that Meldon Law is the official law firm community partner for our Latin viewers and listeners out there. Would you say it in Spanish? Eh, Meldon Law es el, la, la, la corporación oficial que de los Gators. Así que ustedes, si tienen un accidente, llame a Meldon Law. I'm going to sing the song. Llámalo, llámalo, llámame el don lo cagan. <laughs> All right. Okay. Another great episode, Jeffrey. <laughs> want to thank again uh, Coach Becky Burley, the head coach of the Florida Gators soccer team. Uh, you know, we were talking off the air about how our show, like yours, has grown each week. But I think we have another great show that's uh, oh, airing no today on Friday no the 8th. Yeah. And again, if you want a free shirt... There's only one way to get it unless you're going to the game tomorrow. If you want a free shirt for the official Meldon Law Saturday, you have to watch our podcast on the Meldon Law Facebook page, and you have to leave a comment. You have to just say, hey, I'm Chris Qualman. I want a shirt, and we'll reach out to you and send you a shirt. You can't get it on the radio show. You can't get it through the newsletter. You can't even get it by calling the office. You have to leave a message on the Facebook page where you watch the podcast. Pretty cool, huh? <laughs> I, I'm excited. I can't wait for the game. And, and we've got a gift for Elia. We've only got a minute left, oh, but yes. uh, we, we've got so, something. We've got <laughs> one of our Meldon Law bags yes! that uh, we give to e each one of our clients, and That's it's awesome. full yeah. of goodies inside. Yes, so, so we are honored to give this to you. Oh, and uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. That. Okay, man. Thank you. Awesome. Again, you have been watching Meldon Law and Friends. This is our 11th episode. I am so proud to be here with my boss and my good friend. We've had a lot of fun doing this, Jeffrey Meldon. And you can learn about Meldon Law by going to our website, www.meldonlaw.com. You can give us a call toll-free 
at 1-800-373-8000. Tomorrow, the 9th, not only are we giving away shirts, Kentucky is, is a huge rivalry game. Like you said, not as good this year, but it's still Kentucky. Yes. And, uh, you know, what do you think? The Gators the win? End, uh, uh, yes, the Gators are going to win. But what do we say at the end of every show? Go! Go! Gators! Beat Kentucky! <laughs> Thanks for watching.